This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. to another episode of the PNP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what is changing in the industry and we take it to the front lines to those that are driving those changes. As always, I'm Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which has Triangle Pest as well as Triangle Lawn, as well as the CEO of Comarch, which provides marketing and sales services for the pest and lawn industries. And with me, as always, is the highly esteemed, highly sought after, and highly of highest, Mr. Dan Gordon. Dan, would you like to say good morning? Because obviously we are recording this in the morning and also introduce our topic for today. Sure, good morning, Ben and Gordon, PCO Bookkeepers. And um, we are uh, recording from uh, Boston, from uh, the pest world. Uh, and I am actually in a hotel lobby and people are waving to me and talking to me and everything else. And so uh, anyway, our topic today, <laughs> and by the way, the reason is because my room couldn't get the internet that I needed to record this. So anyway. Um, hey, hang on. I have, some, I have something to add there go before ahead. you go. go I ahead. think what yeah. we're going to do on show notes is I'm going to post the pictures that I sent you. So I am staying yes. in this really hipster hotel, which has a viewfinder of all things. <laughs> like you put a dime in it? I don't, yeah, it's like a viewfinder. I don't, I don't know. No, no, not, not like an actual telescope. This, these are the old red viewfinders that, you know, you played with as a kid. Anyway, it's very hipster. So I'm feeling very hipster this morning. Yeah, as no, we that start this that probably fits in with you and, and, that, and that's a good 100%. So, uh, Anyway, <laughs> by, by the way, I did, somebody came to our booth yesterday and said, well, I really love the podcast, but you and Donnie sound like you're a couple of old maids. Uh, you know, bantering back and forth. And I said, well, thank you for the compliment. And I appreciate that. <laughs> so anyway, let's introduce the topic for today. The topic for today is the Q3 wrap, uh, basically what we're seeing in the industry um, for uh, Q3. And I came up with my observations. And I think uh, you kind of came up with some general macroeconomic uh, um, facts and things. And uh, why don't we just jump right in? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And so, you know, it's this has been a very interesting quarter, not because a ton has transpired. It's more about kind of like it's becoming clearer and clearer kind of where things are going. And Dan's correct. You know, we, we normally do outlines, if you can believe that we, we actually do do some work for these. But he prepared an outline and I came back and added in kind of big picture stuff. And so we're going to start today off with we're going to start big picture kind of what's going on in the economy what most folks are saying, then bring it back through marketing and then kind of how that translates into our industry. And I think probably the biggest news that we've got going on right now, Dan, and I want to spend a little bit of time talking about, and, and this is going to be a key part getting you know later on in the podcast, is what's happening with interest rates and what that means. Um, you know, I, I can tell you, and so I'm, I don't consider, I, I guess I would consider myself middle age. I would not consider myself young. I would not say I'm old. Um, but, you know, in general, the last probably, what, 20 years, interest rates have been between three and five percent. And now we're seeing mortgage rates passing seven percent. And so so we're kind of getting into a realm where a lot of folks have never even seen interest rates this high. Now, for those of you that listen on the podcast, Dan is, you know, he's been around for a century. So he remembers the the early 80s. When it was, I was you know, say you you look pretty good for your age, but I do remember. And I was probably in high school at the time when interest rates were in the teens, right? And people yeah. were buying houses and 
30-year interest rate, 30-year mortgage rates were in the teens, and it it was pretty ugly. But uh, you know, uh, so so we've never seen it uh, climb so quickly. So, in in your opinion, obviously, what is higher interest rates has an effect on uh, asset values and whatnot. But uh, how do you see it affecting our industry? I mean, you, you know, if you're so I, I think the obvious, like yeah, there's yeah. there's several impacts. Number one is going to be, you know, the golden goose is our customer and, and, you know, everything that you see, like, and I think most people understand this, but, you know, the housing market is a fundamental of our economy. And anytime you start dorking around with the interest rate, you're going to either, you know, you're going to put the housing market on steroids, or you're going to kill it. And right now, what is happening with interest rates going up is that, you know, you could basically shift, you know, the market for houses. Like, you know, you know, I forgot the stat. There's some stat like for every quarter point, a million people come out of the market that can't afford a house. And so what we have happening is, is interest rates are going up, which means prices are going to flatten out or go down. And less and less people are going to be able to afford a house because, you know, at the end of the day, it's that monthly payment that drives the market. And so, I think, you know, number one impact is going to be, you know, at least in our industry, it's going to be on the amount of houses that move. And this is for pest and lawn. You know, if you go through um, MPMA publishes, it's actually not NPMA, it's PPMA, which is a you know part of NPMA. And if, if I'm wrong in the vernacular there, I'm sure I'll get corrected. But but PPMA releases mail for that. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Well, long story short here is that, you know, I remember sitting in on a session actually at Pest World a couple of years ago that talks about when is someone most likely to take pest control services. And it really is, is when they're moving, you know, and generally speaking, when they're moving, that's when they're going to reach out. That's the most probable time that they're going to buy. And even if they stop, you know, using the service, if they don't move, typically they'll stay they'll stay loyal to that company, assuming they don't screw it up. And so I think number one is that we may see a slowdown in terms of new customers, right? That that demand, at least for the inbound side. And so I think that's going to be the first thing. The other part here, and this is, I think this is probably like from the business side, is that almost everyone, and we've said this before, we did it actually in the last quarterly wrap up, we said this thing, is that most likely what's going to happen is that we are going to go into a recession. Um, and, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to post a link up on the show notes from the show. Uh, but, you know, the CEO of J.P. Morgan, <clears throat> you know, he warns that, hey, by summer of next year, most likely we're going to be into a recession. If we're not already there, some people would argue that we are already there. Um, and this is not a doom and gloom. It's just the reality. Right. If you if you push interest rates up uh, and you continue to do that and the Fed is absolutely taking you know, action to to you know, fight inflation now, which, by the way, the Inflation Reduction Act, that, that's, I'm not going to go there. I just laugh. <laughs> but but long story short. Inflation, but absolutely. Yeah, so. Nothing absolutely. And so, and so here, you know, big picture, bringing it back to the macro view, the reality is this, is that interest rates are going up. The Fed has indicated that they're going to continue to push rates until they get inflation slowing down, which has not slowed down. It has not had that much of an impact so far. Inflation is still staying high. And so what what that's probably going to end up with is that we're going to have high interest rates. We're going to go through a recession. Inflation is going to cool off and then we'll have a rebound afterwards. Now, what's the timing on that? And what's that look like? I wish I knew, but I think that's what's going to happen. And I think it's important for folks who are listening to this podcast to know that because 
you know, now's the time if, you know, I would start preparing, you know, I, we've talked about this in the past, but I think, you know, it's good to know what's happening with the macro economy, right? Because it can give you a good signal as to what's happening in your little world, right? If I'm sitting in Ohio or if I'm sitting in some obscure place, you know, my economy is going to be very different than if I'm sitting in Atlanta or somewhere else. And so it's really important to know your current market, what's going on there. And it's really, to me, when I think about like, you know, interest rates and housing market, I go back to what's happening in Raleigh, what's happening in Charlotte, right? What's happening where I'm at. And so I guess I start all this off with saying, this is what's happening big picture. You need to think through what's gonna be happening in your economy, your little micro economy, whatever that is. And then you need to start preparing. And so Dan, since you're the account, I mean, the account I mean, of the show. I, well, no, I, I think that um, housing uh, will definitely take a toll on our clients' customers, but also interest rates. You know, think about your fleet. Think about buying new trucks. Think about anything that you finance. Think about your distributors who maybe you, uh, uh, you know, you take 60, 90 days to pay and sometimes, you know, they'll let you do it. But remember, they're, they're stock is financed, right? So when interest rates are 1% or less, then absolutely, um, you know, they, they can, they can, they can float you, but as interest right. rates climb, that's going to change. So those are some of the things that internally, um, that are going to create some, some issues for the PMP. So, um, well, well there's another know. big elephant in the room, which we'll get to a little bit later. And I know you're going to talk about it. And that is, now money's more expensive to get and what's the impact on multiples and the M&A. And we'll get into that a little bit later. We'll I think it has later. Yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, getting back to, well, what does all this mean and why does it matter and why should I care? I think number one, you, you need to start preparing. If you have been out blowing and going, growing your business like crazy, and you've been taking risks that you typically would not take and you've, you know, you've had cheap money I would just say now's the time to start thinking about how to preserve your gross margin. If you're, you know, typically I, I know my experience is when I grow super fast, that tends to, it, you do, it dilutes my gross margin, right? Because everything's blowing and going and it's just like, it's hard to keep up with everything. And so if it were me not telling anyone what to do, but I can tell you what I'm doing, what I'm doing is I'm cleaning up. I'm making sure that my gross margin is tight, making sure all my credit lines are open that I can grab them. And also I'm not taking on any new debt because, Hey, this new debt is way more expensive than it was, you know, just a year ago. And so, you know, I don't think this is a case where COVID was coming. Everyone's like, draw your credit line down, you know, get all the cash you can now. I'm not, I don't, I don't think it's that bad, but I do think that you need to start cleaning up and making sure that you're super efficient so that, you know, Hey, I don't think the, I don't think the industry is going to have a huge impact, but I do think our growth is going to slow. It, it has to, and I think you have to prepare for that. But anyway, what do you think? That second thing that you said about um, making sure that your credit lines are open, that's an interesting one because if you remember during the last recession, 2008 and 2009, banks were shutting down people's credit lines and not even telling them that's how bad it got. I don't think that we're, we're anywhere near uh, to. 2008 and 2009, because there's, you know, there's plenty of money out there and inflation is right. the problem. Um, right. I, I think that the, this is a totally different situation than back then, but, you know, it could happen and just make sure that uh, you're, you're in good with your banker. And, um, you know, I think that that's important, but uh, I think things are going to change. They're going to change for your customers. 
but they're also going to change for us as how we operate our business with the fleets, with the, the materials, um, you know. And so um, we need to we, we need to rein in this inflation. I'm not sure whether we're, you know, uh, you know, uh, using a, a sledgehammer, um, but we need to rein that in or otherwise if you just watch what's happening with uh, technician labor or oil labor. I mean, people are, you know, you, you can't it, it, rein it in your gross stop. margins. Yeah, you can't yeah. rein in your gross margins um, if if everything's going up, so. And, you Any, know, the one thing I will say, the one thing I will say, and this is, this is gonna be rare to hear me say, but this is in one case where I actually am a fan of what the Fed is doing. I think it's long overdue. I think they waited too long. I think if anything, you know, they should have started this rate increases long ago. And we may not be up as high or go as high as we're going to go. But at the end of the day, it needs to happen. It's needed to happen for a long time. It's finally, I'm finally glad to see it. So anyway, that's the macro view. Let's roll into marketing. And then, and then Dan, let's get on over to what's happening in the industry. Because you obviously, I know you have the price index, um, and the pest index, sorry. And I want to talk about that as well. So in general, I loathe sometimes giving marketing numbers. And the reason I do is because they they wildly vary <laughs> between markets. And so I throw out a number of people like, well, I'm not seeing that. Or other people say, well, that's way low. And so I'm going to give kind of a macro view of what, what I'm seeing in marketing, especially digital, digital marketing. And then after that, we'll roll through it. And I put the disclaimer out that, you know, this doesn't represent every little nook and cranny of the country. This is This is big picture. I will tell you that overall, year over year, 2022 leads in general, uh, you know, for most of our clients between 10 and 15%, which is fairly strong growth. It's not huge growth, but it's fairly strong. And as you would imagine, our sales have followed the same thing. That's not the telltale sign here. You know, that I would say in general, you know, growth between five and 8% is pretty good. Being that we've been, we've been between 10 and 15% shows that our market is still doing extremely well. The part that we got to pay attention to are costs. Cost in general, and this is this is big picture for most clients, especially when it comes to paid, is between seventy and ninety percent up, and that's the huge. <laughs> that's just a huge hit. That's yeah, the yeah that, that, that's not that, that that's not the a function of the economy or no. inflation. Nope. That's a function of Google, you know, supply and demand, and them just you know pouncing on, you know. Uh, People who are willing to bid up the, uh, um, you know, the, the, the keywords and whatnot. But um, it, and it, as I've said before, what it's doing is it's making, you know, and, I, and I've mentioned this before, is it's it's forcing the digital platform to be on the same playing field as mass marketing, as direct mail, as some of the older traditional type marketing. It's it's slowly or maybe in, in some cases quickly becoming on point and at the same cost as those other platforms. I'm not recommending that people use the other platforms. I'm just saying that, you know, you're going to be the, the, the blue light special that we we've been accustomed to having for the last decade. That stuff's over. We've talked about it before. And then the one last stat here, and then I'm done with marketing is that, you know, for our industry, again, across the country, search volume is up about 5%. So pretty stable, actually, you know, nice growth. I think this is probably a function of what's going on in housing, but costs are way up. Uh, that's been the case for everyone. I mean, I know a lot of folks I talk to say, hey, I spent the same amount. I'm getting the same amount of leads that I got last year, but I'm spending double this year than I did last year. It's a very common theme to hear. And so if you're in that bucket, don't don't think that you're in there alone or that something's wrong, because I would say that's common 
across the country, regardless. I mean, there, there are a few pockets where, you know, it's really, really great and there's not that much competition, but those, even those are going away. So hey, with that, you know, it's, you know, it's interesting what you, a lot of what you said supports our um, pest index and, you know, um, the, the, the pest index is, um, it's, it's a basket of uh, close to 150 or so companies. And um, what we do is we track the growth and we track the growth in residential, commercial, uh, bed bug and uh, wood destroying. And what we saw was that in June, and these are year over year numbers, so June over last June, June was 14%, July was 11%, and August was 18%. And so then you say, well, gee, I thought we were going into a recession and the world was ending, but the August 18 percent um that i believe is after full implementation of price increases I we've agree. been beating the wall yes. you've been beating the wall but but what's kind of interesting is i'm telling you that these numbers are up and you're telling me that leads are up and sales are up so it kind of all supports this which is really really interesting and oh by the way what I would do is if you don't look at our pest index, I think that you should because it's going to give you an indicator of where things are going. It's so highly correlated. It'll be interesting to see at the end of October when Rollins and Terminex and Rent-A-Kill come out with their quarterly um, uh, calls and uh, you know go over their numbers and whatnot. And I believe that you're going to see some really nice growth in those companies, even yeah. though if you watch the gloom and doom of, of the news that, you know, something out there is happening. But you also, you know, what, what it makes you realize is that pest control is absolutely a necessity. It, 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 it is a necessity. And so people buy it and it's, it's right. not one of these high price things, you know, so, you know, you spend your money and, um, and, 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 you know, um, you, you've got to take care of your home. So, so we're seeing that revenues are up pretty nicely. Um, and by the way, if you want to take a look at those reports, they're on uh, our website, uh, sellmypcobusiness.com. And um, it, you, it's the uh, pest index that we do with uh, William Blair. We, so, we can throw it up on, uh, I was going to say, we could throw it up on the show notes as well. But, you know, one, one absolutely. thing I wanted to mention, Dan, while you were, <clears throat> while you were talking is that, well, a couple of things. Number one, it takes time for us to see in our industry, like, you know, right now rates are moving and the housing market is responding. Rates are going up. Prices are coming down. I laugh. I mean, there's these, all these articles, you know, housing prices are falling. They're, they're dropping. Well, when they, you know, it's like the price of lumber, right? When it goes up 300% and then it comes down 20%, people lose their mind. I'm like, it's not, give me a break. Like it's not, <laughs> It's not falling through the ground. It's, you know, okay, it's 20% off, but it went up 300%. So, so yes, housing prices will absolutely come down. But I guess my point is, is that I think 2023, we as an industry are going to start seeing the effects of, of the interest rate and what's happening with housing. I don't think we're going to fall through, through, through the floor, like you're saying, Dan. I mean, we, we are pretty resilient as an industry, but we're not infallible. We, we will feel it. It just won't, it just won't, I don't think it's going to be like a, oh my gosh, you know, what are we going to do? It's, it's not, not like that. So anyway. So, so these indexes and, and these indicators that we're talking about are looking in the rear view mirror, right? So things are, 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 you know, we've got to look forward, but what I would tell you is that, um, 
that um, I don't think that our pest index will go negative. I don't. I don't think that it's going to go backwards. So I agree. you know, that's the good that. news. Yeah, so, I think it'll flatline. I think I think you know, growth will be slower. But I agree with you. I don't. I don't foresee there being like, oh still think gosh, you're going to have some. You're going to still have some growth, but it's just not going to. Even in 2008 and 2009, we saw growth in this industry. General Motors going oh, bankrupt. This industry, we grew. Yeah, uh, we had bed bugs too, which helped a lot. <laughs> yep, yep. But okay, so let's keep going. So let's talk about gross margin and attrition, and then I want to finish out here with M and A because the M and A part is. I want to spend a little time on that. That's pretty interesting. So uh, gross margins. The strategy, obviously, best-in-class company should be 50 to 55%, and it's very, very difficult to navigate that when your labor, your fuel, and your materials are increasing. So my advice is to – what you're trying to do now is to make the gross margin dollars. Make sure your gross margin dollars don't go down. So what you're going to do is you're going to do price increases. But those price increases, the effect is going to be basically to uh, soak up the increases in labor, fuel, and uh, materials. Um, if you can keep that 50 to 55% gross margin, that's terrific. But you don't want to see your gross margin dollars, the amount of gross or the gross profit go down. So that's that's what we're seeing. So, it, you know, it'll it's a weird year. Um, but I think what we have to do is see how the whole thing shakes out. But then... You know, pest control well, is a puzzle. You I know, want to a add puzzle. something. It's got to be fifty-five percent. Let me add something to that because what you just said is really important. I want to make sure that our listeners understand how to do this. Now, okay. So number one, when you're looking at your P and L and you look at your gross margin percent, that really should not change, regardless of what's happening with inflation. What's regardless of what's happening with costs. The reason it shouldn't is because you should be keeping up with price increases, right? You're going to see it fluctuate. I don't want to make it some idealistic thing, but you see your margin eroding, you increase prices. Prices, increase prices, put your margin back where it should be. The other part of that is that you need to go and communicate to, if you're paying your tax on commission, congratulations, you just got a raise. You know, like there's, there's your, and, and you've got to, you've got to communicate that. If you've got folks on hourly, well, then you got to move that up, right? I mean, you got to move that hourly up to keep up with it because obviously people will leave. And so so getting back to this whole idea of, you know, if your gross margin is getting squeezed, you are screwing up. You either need to increase prices, which is a bad time to be doing it now. And I think most folks who listen to this, they should have already done it because we've been talking about it now for almost over a year. Um, but, but, you know, the reality of it is, is that watch that gross margin percentage and don't allow it to move too much. And if you see it moving and you do a price increase, make sure you communicate extremely well to especially to your labor, hey, you got we're adjusting for the times and we're as we as a business it puts them on the same side of the table as you. And it's not like this thing where, you know, you do a price increase. I've seen some people do price increases and change commission rates. Stupid idea. Don't do that. <laughs> just right. so so just make right, sure right, that right. you know when you when you do this or if you have done it, you just need to make sure, I mean, this is the psychological side of things. Make sure you communicate that very, very well to your technicians so that that doesn't happen anymore. So anyway, they don't, they don't, they don't miss the fact that they got a raise for basically showing up. And and for, for people who are here, that, that's an interesting side of client who called me the other day, like he gives tiered commissions. So if somebody 
gets 1% as they reach $200,000 in sales, the percentage goes up and then 300,000 and then 400,000. So they're getting a raise, but also those tiers <laughs> are not the same as they were. So make sure that you take a look at that, either adjust it or say, thank you very much. You've, you've just got a raise, but uh, that's definitely something that uh, you should be addressing if you use a tiered um, uh, emission structure. Right. The, the one one more thing, and then we'll move on from gross margin that I've heard a lot of folks talk about. We, we Like Dan said, we're recording this at Pest World and, you know, Russia just announced an alliance with OPEC. They're cutting production, yada, yada, yada. I wouldn't get too excited about the whole fuel thing. I mean, it's such a small percentage on the P&L. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It's real dollars. I'm not saying don't don't pay attention to it. I'm just making the point that, you know, when we hear things like that, some people are like, oh, my gosh, it's, well, it, it does affect your gross margin, but it's just, it's at least in our case, it's not that much of a player. So Labor is everything. The fuel is, yeah. see, the, the fuel is beautiful because everybody can uh, – can relate to it. You can watch the news. All your customers are having problems uh, with, uh, you know, um, with fuel prices. Mrs. Jones, you know, her tank is, you know, it's not $60, it's $100 to fill up. So she can relate. She doesn't hire technicians, so she can't relate to that. But uh, the fuel, you know, fuel could double or triple. It's not, it, that's not the problem. The problem is the labor. That is yeah. the big problem. So, yep. All right. Next time. So let's, yeah, let's talk about attrition. And I don't have a lot of empirical data on it because we don't really look at that for our clients. Uh, although, you know, when we do due diligence for M&A, we do. But uh, most of our clients, you know, they operate their operational, you know, their 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 routing software and they can tell you. But uh, what I'm hearing is, you know, and this is from owners and friends and at some of the largest companies that attrition has definitely ticked up. And it's a concern. I mean, you operate a uh, you you operate a company, a you know, a triangle. What are you seeing? Yeah, we we are seeing the same thing. Our you know attrition is up, but I have to put a disclaimer out, and I want to be very careful how I say this. Um, I'm a little frustrated right now with my data, and I'm a little frustrated with how I'm getting my data, and AKA my CRM. And so some of the things I'm like, eh, because we, we, we're having problems categorizing some of the things. But, but in general, I will tell you, we are up in attrition. And I think some of that has to do with just what's happening in the marketplace when people are moving. Um, luckily, I'm in a market where a lot of folks are moving in. But, you know, houses are still moving. They're not like, you know. And so so it's it's slightly up but not an issue not like something where i'm like oh my gosh we've got a bat in the hat just down you know we have a process in place obviously for cancels and those types of things but but long story short i mean it's up like 0.2 percent um which is it's, it's kind of big <laughs> in my mind yeah, but, yeah. you know but um but to answer you yes to and, and again i only have the triangle view here right i don't i don't look at other folks it's just like you dan with, with colmarch and marketing we don't look at folks attrition rate um we only look at the marketing side of the house so um i would agree i think it's up for most folks i don't know what our listeners what they're experiencing it's slightly up for us not something to where i'm ready to like you know throw a task force on it or something like that so but i think I think it's also a function of competition, right? Because you can't have all of this growth and then have high attrition. It doesn't square, right? If if everybody's attrition were really high and that's all that was going on, you wouldn't your your revenue numbers wouldn't be up. So I don't think it's 
you know, I think it's a problem. Everybody should work on it. It's also, you know, you, you, the marketplace is getting very competitive in this industry and others. And um, I, I don't think that's going to change. I think it's going to get more difficult. So, so one, one thing I want to ask you, Dan, because it's just, just to introduce our next section, because I think it's kind of funny. All right. So I'm a marketing guy and I'm an operator. Right. I know I know my business. I know pest control. I know lawn care. We have a lawn care company and I know marketing fairly well. And since we've been doing this podcast, people call me up and ask me questions about what's going on in M&A, which I laugh at <laughs> because right. I'm like, I don't know. Call Dan. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I get a lot of calls. So, so my question to you is, do people ask you marketing questions? Because I'm just curious to know, because I'm like, why do, why are they, why are they asking me that stuff? I don't, I'm not selling anything. Like, it's, that's Dan's department. And marketing, talk to you all day long and tell you exactly what's going on. But I just think it's because I'm just like, I don't know. Call Dan. But <laughs> uh, No, I get questions about marketing as well. I mean, it's all math, though. The whole thing is math. And, um, you know, marketing is math. It, it's kind of interesting. A long time ago, marketing, you thought marketing was a very creative, you know, it's an art and and whatnot. But in in this day and age, yes, you have to have the art, but it's all quantitative. And so it's it's all math. Um, Yeah. But uh, let's so so let's let's move on. I was going to say, so let's talk about the most common question I get with M&A, either through people emailing me, texting me or calling me. And their question is, is, hey, with inflation and interest rates, what are you seeing in the M&A market? To which I respond. Well, what I would imagine would happen was things would be slowing down, but I don't know. Call Dan. If you have a marketing question, I will absolutely answer that one as best as I can. But so, so Dan, what are you seeing with M&A that so, money costing more yeah. money? Well, well, it's interesting. So the very best companies are still in demand and they're still getting high valuations. We're, we're closing a couple of deals at the beginning of the year that are going to be pretty high valuations. Um, but what I'm seeing is that the the, the run of the mill, and, and we probably got you know a couple dozen that are in you know various hang stages. On, of, hang, on, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, because everyone's going to ask. Yeah. What yeah. does that mean? What's what's That's a high asking. valuation? Yeah. What are they going to ask for multiple? Like, what is that? What is that multiple? What does that multiple look like? <laughs> I so know you're. So by the way, hang on, hang on. For, for our list, for our listeners. By the way, I I asked that question and Dan is just cringing and shaking his head because he knows I. <laughs> How much how much to paint my house? Yeah. Do you want to know how big it is? Do you want to know what kind of paint do you want to, you know, how much you know? All right. So, All the disclaimers for our listeners, yes, I get it. Yeah. Just, but you know everyone's gonna ask that. We're like, what does that yeah. mean? You know? No, you gotta you gotta hear them, right? So the bigger platforms get just by virtue of them being bigger and then all the KPIs, but we're seeing uh deals in 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 you know, anywhere from three to four times revenue um, or the very, very best, the very, very best. And in some cases, um, we're, we're in a mature market. If, if anybody remembers um, uh, when, when the Internet bubble broke, right, there were so many telltale signs that, that it was going to burst. And what I'm seeing right now is that the strategics, the, the, um, the, the Rollins, the, the uh, Renekit, the the antisemics they're push they're, they're 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 pushing values down right they're 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 they understand this they're still out there they're looking and, and quality companies are getting um you know uh, getting attention but they're trying to tamp down the valuations where the big valuations are coming from right now and 
This is the end of a cycle as these private equity firms. The private equity firms just are flush with cash with all of the great things that they've done over the past 10 years. And so they are buying up pest control companies. It, it's, it's a little bit different, right? Because, you know, uh, um, some of them want you to roll equity and, and whatnot, but the valuations coming out of private equity right now, this is the next phase of this, which I believe is that top of the top. Because what we're seeing with some of the private equity firms, and I'm sorry for, for a bunch of people that I deal with that, that I say this, I think a lot of them are going to collapse. I really do because they're buying garbage. <laughs> and yeah. this is the old a lot series, of money for the garbage. Right? I mean, yeah. really, this, it, is like, yeah. this is like the old series. They're going to come into the market. They're going to realize that it's not as easy as, you know, a lot of, as a spreadsheet. And then they're probably, like you said, either going to collapse or going to sell for some for some rock bottom prices. One thing that I want to circle back to before we continue on. By, that by the way, but, but before I, I, I do have to put a caveat on that because we're doing business with a bunch of PE firms and I don't mean to say that all PE firms are, are created equal, yeah, but there's 100%. a frenzy out there and they are looking at some companies that, you know, most of the strategics would have passed on and these guys are buying them up and they're buying them up for, for pretty decent values. So. Well, my view on it is, is that there's very few companies out there that are not worth buying for the PEs that are listening. It's what you buy them at and what are you willing to do to put into them? You know, that, that's the difference. So one thing that I also want to talk about, and we don't have this on the outline, so this can be a little bit out of left field, then the Terminix deal and the impact and, you know, add with inflation and with, with multiples and money going up. Well, first of all, that deal was a, was a stock transfer, um, you know, I, well, first of all, it looks like the deal is going to happen. At least that's what I see. Is, I know I, within the next two days, I believe it's imminent. I, I, I met a, one of the rental guild guys here yesterday at, um, you know, here at Pest World and he gave me his business card and it said rent kill Terminex. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't, that, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> or rent a Terminex. I don't know. <laughs> right. So uh, rent a Terminex. So, um, so, so, so how is that? Yeah. So it was stock for stock and some cash, but because of rent kill stock, along with the entire stock market has gone down, that deal came down from a 3.6 where it was valued when it was announced. And it's probably around a 2.6 right now. And that's just a function of the stock market the value of Renekill stock uh, coming down with the rest of the market. I'm not saying that Renekill is any worse than the rest of the market. In fact, uh, if I'm an investor and, you know, I, I like the pest control industry, I'm very bullish on the pest control industry. So, of course. Um, but, yeah. but that's just the, um, you know, that's the, that, no, that's the market in general. So it's come way down. And, and, and just to be clear for our listeners, yeah. I was going to say, before you, before you move on, just, just to be clear with our, our listeners, what Dan is talking about is stock price, not not multiples, right? So when you do a stock transfer, like the multiple has not changed per se. I guess it well, would no, no, in the, the dollar multiple of the, the of the, of the swap has not changed, but the multiple correct the multiple on um you know uh, on on revenue has gone down because 100%. the price has come down. So right. So, 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 yeah. So, if you own a, a share of Terminex, you're still going to get that 1.06 or whatever of Renekill plus the $11. But that that money or that that exchange is worth uh, significantly less than it was when this deal was announced uh, back, uh, you know, in December. Right. Total total so, multiple did go down, but the exchange yep, multiples. Yep. yep. Okay. 
continue on. Sorry. All right. So um, again, um, I think that um, you know we're we're in this the, the last leg of this thing, and if if um, you know one one of the you know I'm I'm getting calls where um, we thought that you know uh, a year ago we could have got a a really high multiple for a company, and it's it you know it's it's like playing the stock market right so you buy amazon and and you know it was 180 dollars a share um you know um back before the whole thing started crashing down last december and now it's 112 dollars a share and you're saying well i still want to sell it for 180 well that train is left and it's gone right and right. so people are saying to me uh, well you know you, you could have got it for me last year if you can still do that i'll do it well i don't know that i can um, but there is a little, yeah, I mean, there's a little solace in, in, in the, some of the PE firms if your company is desirable by uh, or desired by a PE firm that we might be able to get you a, a pretty good multiple. Um, yeah. The deal might look a little different than if you sold it to one of the strategics, but that's okay um, if, if you're looking to truly get out. And again, markets work in cycles. So if your runway is five or 10 years, don't worry. Just, you know, this is just noise because like you said, interest rates are going to go up, inflation's, you know, going to come down and then we're going to have a recovery and it happens every time. Mm -hmm. um, and so depending on what your runway is, you know, just keep operating, keep making money and, uh, you know, um, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I, you know, getting around, I mean, at the end of the day, I think, big picture if you if you break down what Dan and I are really saying here and I don't want to speak for you Dan let me just say what I'm saying I think big picture is that we're heading for a slowdown I think we're heading for a recession I'm absolutely pretty confident in saying that's going to happen because that Fed has said we're going to do whatever it takes to rein inflation in and I don't think they're going to be able to rein it in without pushing the economy into some sort of recession that's my opinion by the way but at the same time our industry in general Pretty resilient, but you know, be wise, right? Clean up, make sure you're good to go, make sure you can weather a storm of, you know, I had less growth. I agree with Dan in that I don't think we're going to be, I don't think we're going to drop as an industry. Like we're just going to lose because people, at the end of the day, people still need, you know, pest control and lawn care. Yeah, you know, that, that <clears throat> I think it's a little more elastic. I don't think it's quite as strong in, in terms of being resilient as pest, but it still doesn't go away. Um, so I, I feel pretty good. I just would say be wise and be careful. So that's my big picture. Dan, you want to kind of cap off what you're thinking here and then we'll finish out. No, I, th I think that, um, you know, just keep doing what you're doing be thankful that you're in an industry that has recurring revenue and that is needed. Um, one of the interesting things that I had heard uh, during the last recession about lawn care because it didn't drop the way people thought is because it's like, you know, you know, when the bombs are dropping and everything's coming, crushing down, you know, on you, something nice is to have a green lawn. You know, they also said that about women's makeup, right? If women like to wear makeup and it makes them feel good and it's not very expensive. And so that's what we heard about lawn care. And that was in the last recession. I don't know if it's true or not, but it certainly sounds possible. It's a good story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great story. So, you know, but uh um, but 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 I think that um, you know if if we look in the immediate rearview mirror into our pest index industry still growing growing pretty rapidly. Um, if we 
look at, um, if I look at the M&A work that we're involved in, it's still out there. It's not at a frenzied pace as it was in Q4 last year, but it's still um, working. And uh, I was walking the floor of Pest World yesterday and um, it was as crowded as ever. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're part of a great industry. We are. The, the one thing I'll finish out with here and then we'll get going. Um, we had Tony Massey on I don't know, a few months back and we were actually talking about the fall and we were talking about recession. He said something that stuck with me and I, I, I agree with it very, very much is that, you know, he said, I like recessions. You know, it, it weeds out a lot of weak players, you know, and I think, you know, when you look at what's happening with interest rates, you look at what's happening um, with the economy. I think we are going to see kind of the weaker players. They're going to they're going to die. Right. And what that's going to create, hopefully in the future, is going to be cheap money and a ton of opportunity. And so I think for now, if you're a listener to this podcast, that already says a lot about you in terms of I think you'll be just fine during the storm because you're at least trying to stay in front of things. But I would say, you know, for now, batten the hatches down. Don't I mean, don't kill your marketing. And I don't say that just because I'm a marketing guy. I'm saying it because, you know, you, your company's still going to grow. Just be a, a little bit wiser and don't go and take a huge amount of risk. Not right now. We'll wait out the storm. And then on the back side of this, you know, like Dan said, we're going to we're going to experience another uprun again. And I think there's going to be a lot of deals out there in terms of M&A. And I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity in terms of marketing growth. And so with that, Dan, anything to add before we finish out here? That's it. All right. So I will ask everyone's grace. I realize that the audio on this one was not the greatest, but Dan and I are recording. I really am going to post these pictures from my hotel because it, it is absolutely freaking hilarious. I have a bed. I don't even have a closet. and uh, But I do have a viewfinder and I've got a pink, no joke, a pink hairdryer, which I use so all the time. I'm looking, I'm looking at Donnie's. So we do this uh, with, with video so we can, you know, see each other's faces and uh donnie looks like he be- is in a room that was bombed um you know and it looks like there's laundry hanging on the wall and uh it's pretty rough yes i don't have I, I don't have a closet there is no closet here but you know i'm hipster man so just just we just got to go with it so with that just a reminder all the resources photos of of my room all that stuff's going to be available under show notes on pmpindustryinsider.com just take a look there and as always we very much appreciate any ratings and reviews that you can give us we um we want to share the data that we have we want to share the information we have you know dan and i both believe this podcast is a way to help strengthen uh, our industry and those who listen to it so with that we're rolling out we'll talk to you guys next time take care now see ya